Can you believe what these snorkels can do? <laughs> Man, this just went from Mission Impossible to Mission I'm Horny. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, just to kind of get back to our discussion, I would say in the most of the 80s to the late 80s, early 90s, we had, as Pat was saying, where we had these kind of uh, uh, crazy Superman, Superman type action guys. Where, like, Ubermensch? Yeah, where you would basically have one guy kind of do some crazy things and be the entire crux of the movie. And I wonder, if, you know, as we get into the 90s, where you have stuff like, uh, uh, point break where you have you know you start building more of people around these kind of uh, these guys uh, even like in a uh, uh, die hard with the vengeance like you, you know he's paired up with people and uh, it's not just him by himself anymore uh, you get like the fifth element he also has a buddy in that the long kiss goodnight um, even escape from LA sort of you know is is a meta on that old superhero kind of guy like he needs help throughout the entire movie Ronan um uh, even face off. I just wanted to, to see if we could kind of track the trend of like, all right, we're going to start moving away from the single big name into pairing people up to kind of to kind of bring in action and to it's, kind of add things to it to add if, the formula. Yeah, if we're going to be doing this cleanly, right? Like, eighties is the is the ultimate man, right? Well, nineties yeah. is going to be the um, I have a partner, and we and and we uh, like we can't exist without each other. As opposed mm-hmm. to the 2000s is I have a partner and we complement each other. And then from there, I think we get more, a little bit more into the ensemble cast as well, too. I mean, right. the, the Expendables is, is such a great, like, ridiculous meta commentary on everybody is awesome all at the same time. And we don't have <laughs> enough time in order to put everybody on the screen for you. Well, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I go ahead. Oh no! I was gonna say. Well, I mean, to to the point there of like that that transition, you do have that eighties the, the the Superman, the, the person who is just completely unstoppable with Arnold Schwarzenegger and stuff. And then the nineties, you do see that Bruce Willis, where he is the underdog. Like, is he gonna make it out of this? We don't know. He's gonna talk to his friend Al on the radio to get through emotionally, so that he knows that he's gonna make it. And that is that is part of those the, those steps you get to. And then as we start, you know, then you move on to um, Brendan Fraser in the Mummy, where it's like him and his wife, and like they're they're really on this adventure together. It is a more of a, like the, again, you still have an underdog where it's like, you know, he's, how's he getting through this? Like you don't, he's still capable and, and well within his um, wheelhouse, but there's still, it's still an overwhelming force where you're like, I don't know how he's going to stop this. Whereas like you, well, you look back, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. It's a, I was regarding that. I think it's where you start to see that every man, go more and more back into that Superman. It is the like Brendan Fraser starts off as Bruce Willis and in Die Hard and becomes Bruce Willis and live free or die hard by the end of the third mummy. Like it, it's just, and it's because of the escalation that's needed to make an action movie bigger and better. If you're going to do a sequel, the sequel has to be bigger and better than the previous one, which means your hero has to be able to take more damage and do more incredible things. Yeah. And even with like Bruce, Oh, I think you're muted still, Jason. And I'm going to take this opportunity to say like Will Smith <laughs> in Men in Black, where it's like he is the one who's like he's he's the young the young uh, buck coming off the street that, you know, he's he's just a he's a police officer with the LAPD M- question NYPD. Mark? Is it NYPD? OK. And then he's like he gets recruited by the wise veteran cop of the Men in Black. And so, again, it, it's it is that 
he is the underdog in that scenario. And so he's one. He's like, well, you know, I see the alien over there. He's just going to sneeze. Uh, so the little girl here with the physics books, I had to take her out. Like there is that the 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 expectations the the where you're like, oh, okay, he's 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 intelligent enough to to make it through. But you're also like, you're, he's the unexpected hero to a degree. Well, this is also the start of like the uh, uh, support character. And I want to say that we transition from that support character to being uh, an actual member of whatever action is going on in the 2000s. So you have stuff like uh, uh, The Rock, where Nicolas Cage is supposed to be the support character for most of that movie. Uh, Sean Connery is your, technically your action guy. He's the one with the guns. He's the one doing all the heavy lifting of, of the action sequence. Uh, you say the same thing kind of in The Fifth Element, where Bruce Willis is doing all of the action stuff, but uh, the support character is, uh, what's your name? Uh, which is funny since she's supposed to be the badass in the room right right but i mean they come in to help sprinkle in versus when you had in the 80s where it was like you know commando you'd have Schwarzenegger going all by himself needs nobody he has nobody to talk to outside he's maybe doing surveillance or uh no he had command you say commando in commando he had he had the girl that he stole her car and she ended up flying the plane for him like he has a he has a partner in that, and she she ends up launching that awesome rocket launcher at the police car oh, that right. blows up. <clears throat> Fair enough, I got. And al- also, woman of color, and his awesome daughter Alyssa Milano, phenomenal. Uh, maybe okay, maybe that meant more like in Cobra then, I suppose, and that's that's okay. Uh, maybe police story as well. Like the, these people go in as a, as a one man army, and then in the nineties you see the one man army, but he has like a partner, like a Rob Schneider or um, Rob uh, Schneider. What was the girl's name in Total Recall? What was the oh, lady's God. name in Total Recall that was helping him out? I oh. don't remember anymore. Oh my gosh. What the heck? Why am I not remembering <laughs> this right now? But that's what I meant. Like you start to see those small people become, and in the 2000s, they just become part of the ensemble of people. Like they just, that role starts to expand even more. So Melina. you see the transition over. Is it Melina? I think that was the character's name, right? Melina, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, but Jason. The late- I- I did cut you off. I apologize. Oh, no, I was going to connect to one of Pat's ideas. Um, So you mentioned the mummy, right? And then there's another like action, I guess. There's another action ideal that we have to talk about too, which, which is like the gravitas versus the levity, right? Like, does it still make, make it an action film? If, if you don't have, if you're not one or the other, if you are one or the other, or if there's a mix of them or anything like that, right? Because the mummy, right? Like that's that's tough for me as well. I, I consider that adventure. an adventure movie, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, because the point of it isn't violence. The point of it is like archaeology. And <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I don't think it necessarily has to be violent to be an action film. It just has to have action in the sequence. So if you have a car chase that amounts to nothing, like no one crashes, nothing happens, but it's a very intense scene of speed i'm just worried when we say something like that because then the lake house is automatically an action film because keanu reeves definitely gets hit by a bus in that one and so <laughs> but i mean but Joe Black. spoilers, spoilers say, for anyone who hasn't seen the lake scene, house yet meet joe black for- biggest action film of the 2000s <laughs> Yeah. For that thirty, that ten seconds of Brad Pitt, man. Well, I'm saying, isn't it? It came on two cassette tapes, though. okay? Two cassette tapes. That's how good yeah, it is, and, and like four laser discs. <laughs> um, no, I meant like, is it an extended action sequence, not just like a one-off? Yeah, but I mean, violence. in Lethal Weapon, for example, one of the ones that you brought up, Cream, like there's mm-hmm. there is a, a 
there's a there's a lot of levity in that there's a lot of like there are a lot of legitimately funny things in that and does that take away from the actionness of an action movie i think Uh, i would say it depends on how well i'm sorry cream i jumped in my apologies okay i think it depends on how well it's done because action can be grafted onto almost any other type of film it depends to me if the action is kind of a side note or they're more as part of the main event like indiana jones i find much more of an adventure movie i could make an argument that the mummy is more of an action film because there's just more action in it there's more like actual fighting going on and bigger set pieces that kind of make it a a much bigger production whereas yeah Hmm. Uh, okay and then i have an issue with things that do have action in it and should not be considered action films. Such as? The fact that I have to call the Transformers movies action films instead of like, instead of just narrative messes. I mean, you could call them that too, though. But like, but uh, like it tarnishes the name of action films in the first place, which, you know, when, when you think about like the four quadrant sort of like, uh, like moviegoer, right? Like uh, they talk about this in, in, in film all the time. There are the four quadrants. It's like men, women, younger, older, like whatever, right? Like you're just trying to figure out like who you're going to map to these films, right? Mm-hmm. Transformers is specifically only made for boys. I'm not saying men because... <laughs> There are a lot of misogynistic things in there that only make it for boys. Either you are very young and going through puberty, or you're just mentally in that space and you should not be. Please grow up. I'm right here. Okay, (laughs) I am right here. I don't need to be talking down to on your podcast like this. Why are you not asking what you can do differently to change this situation? I'm going to talk down to you on my podcast. This would never happen on my podcast. I'd like more of people. We wish the house to be over here. (laughs) Can we get more of that? Do I? Is there a survey I fill out? But yeah, you do. There's this. There's this kind of like very disgusting wish fulfillment that is that is connected with violence. Because let's let's break down the first Transformers film. You have awkward kid, nothing special about him, finds out he is special, gets the hot girl, and there are too many scenes. There are too many scenes. Where there, where we are looking at at a seventeen year old girl inappropriately, and yeah, and, uh, and then and just and then just metal mashing, and, okay, and well, this, this all right. Let's let's take this apart because there's a lot wrong with everything that you said. Not not that you said it's wrong, like just what you're saying. There's a lot everything you're saying wrong. wrong. Yeah, right, I was like, I was like, like I mean, <laughs> no, my no, podcast I, cream. You can't say that. <laughs> number one, oh, that's, that's Transformers exactly four told us it's okay to look at a seventeen year old. All right, there's he had a card and everything that said it was fine. Well, the first and, part, and, and you know, he's a hebophile, not a pedophile. There's a distinction, and he wants you to know that. Okay. <laughs> to your point, it is part of just. I feel like it, most most filmmaking, sp- specifically in American filmmaking, where we overcast and infantil and what is it what is it called when you uh kind of worship right but you were infantilized i'm saying yeah there we go where we overcast but do that with characters so we'll we'll hire megan fox who's 20 something years old to play a 17 year old so that we can gaze at her even though the context is 17 like you said like we should be thinking this is an underage girl in high school even though we know the actress is older and it allows us to kind of 
go into that male gaze and kind of do what we did. And it's, it's, it was prevalent in like 90210 where they sexualize a lot of the girls. And you're like, well, these, these, most of them are in high school for most of the show. Like this shouldn't be part of the context in which we see them or which we view them. Uh, the other thing that's wrong with it is that I also feel like it's the American uh, filmmaking uh, totem basically to say you're being ordinary will someday make you extraordinary. Like it's not, it's never okay to just be ordinary in any American film. It's like, oh, I was, you know, uh, a normal guy. And then all of a sudden crazy stuff happened. And that made my life more interesting versus like, no, no, you just had a shit life. Like some people will have shit lives. You won't do anything extraordinary. That's the way life goes. And what we do it to like, make sure that we have a happy ending at the end of these stories where people start off very ordinary. Instead of just saying like, hey, you have an extraordinary life and it's about to get even crazier. We take people like Wiki and say like, oh, you were just a weirdo who've talked too much. And that's going to be the end of your story. You're going to go off to college. You're going to annoy some people. You're probably going to go to jail. And that's going to be the end of your story. But no, we said like, hey, we're going to make him because, you know, he's an American and, and the story always has to focus on him. Even though there's robots and aliens, we're going to focus on him because he's an ordinary, but now he's extraordinary. And we do that I mean, a lot with our movies. A lot of that, though, just has to do that's a marketing and sales team that gets in there and goes, well, we can't just have a movie where the robot's the main protagonist. We need to have a human that people can relate to because we've got these studies over here that say this. And also, we also need a 22 year old that's 17 because I was alive in America in the 70s. And so this is totally cool. We should do more of this. Yeah, I you make the face. It's yeah. It's what no, because like we had we had the Transformers movie, the animated series. So we yeah. had a movie where yes, we had Daniel there, but he is not the main character. It is Hot Rod. So I can identify because I have empathy for people, even robots. So I can move forward and be like, I I I understand what he's going through. So when he gets when he has to take the the matrix of leadership and give it off to Ultra Magnus, this stuffy, stodgy old white guy. Open. Damn it, open. Prime, you said the matrix would light our darkest hour. Magnus! I want the matrix. Never! We exterminate him! He's like, uh, fine. You got the touch! No, he has the touch. He has the power. You got the power! <laughs> okay. He's on his own. Yeah. On his own. So, I mean, I, I disagree that you have to... I mean, I, I do I do understand the, the idea that you want to have that character to identify oh. with. So you're like, oh, here's here's Sam with Wiki. Isn't he funny? No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Like, it's it's fine. He's humorous. I get it. Shia LaBeouf deserves more respect than he gets, but also he can chill out now. He's still rich, so it's fine. But the there is the opportunity for people, if you write a good enough character, you can identify with a robot, especially, well, maybe not Michael Bay's Ross because he's not a good director but you're not gonna get 200 million dollars to make your movie because the people making the decisions to do that especially at that time do not agree with you in any way shape or form because they can't relate right they can't relate but then we got like bumblebee from with uh Haley steinfeld which is a much better film i think across the board Mm, without question and you have you identify with Haley and you identify with bumblebee like those two like so you do identify with the robot i don't I'm not attached to Bumblebee in the first several films. He's not as engaging of a character. And I think that's because he couldn't talk. No, he can't, he can't talk in the Haley Steinfeld one either. And so he's, he's 
I given you do he is you are sitting on the shoulders of the previous movies to a degree. But I think if you would have put that film out first, you would have had I think you, you would have had just as strong as a hit. There is the there is the argument that because it is not a fee, um, it's not a male lead. They wouldn't have done that in the 2000s. So I I, I, understand I think that, you hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, I think, but I still think it's a better film. And I think that, you know, if you're if, you yeah. know, if you're able to rewrite history, I think it could have been great because that's yeah, that's that's my that's my I argument. No way, I in no way, shape or form agree with the rationale, but that was the rationale. And to a lot of degree to a major degree still is the rationale that you see with movies being made. Right. And like, we yeah. need to get these stodgy old Trump supporters out of the industry. Like just we're done with them. Like they've they've had their time. Let's put them out the pasture. Like, sorry, guys, it's retirement. Welcome to it. You already have right, a great, home. You sorry. Great pivot to guns. Yeah. Can yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can always be political on my show. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Do, uh, uh, well, here's my question then to kind of to, to put up our tempo for the Matrix being kind of a linchpin to changing the way uh, action movies were kind of perceived or taken. Do we get that? Do we lose or gain this uh, realism in gun play from the Matrix, like post Matrix or pre Matrix? Oh, like you are you saying was 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 the Matrix the the point in which we lost reality, or was it already lost and that's it, just? Well, the I think peak? it's where we. Where I want to say it's where we focused mostly more on the uh, guns playing a, a pivotal role in the movie. Like we would it was have a gun them Renaissance. In, yeah, that's what I'm All saying. Right, like ahead. we we would have guns and, and stuff like commando things like that, but they weren't they weren't the focus of 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 the of the action sequences for for the most part. Explosions were big, and it was it was the it was the zingers and the one liners that would follow that people were anticipating. I so think if, it, like if if Schwarzenegger shot somebody or uh, Stallone shot somebody, it wasn't like oh you were looking at the gun that he chose to shoot him with the impact of the gun. You're waiting for the what is he going to say afterwards? I okay, you've already moved past the gun. I understand what you're saying now. You need guns. Lots of guns. No one has ever done anything like this. That's why it's going to work. Um, I would think that... Uh, so The Matrix was definitely one of the forebears for making cool guns cool. There we go. Uh, yeah, so, uh, okay. Um, we have the scene in John Wick with the sommelier. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that, that is one of my favorite scenes to nerd out on just because of, <laughs> oh, God, there are too many, there are too many nuances in those scenes in order for me to, to even talk about uh, in a way that isn't gross, <laughs> but. I know of your past fondness for the German varietals, but I can wholeheartedly endorse the new breed of Austrians, Glock 34 and 26. I see what you're saying, right? You know, like, it doesn't matter what Stallone shot. He just shot you. And it was cool, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Now it was, now you have the, and uh, you have Sniper with Mark Wahlberg, where you have to, like, put together the yeah. gun. And then, and, right. and which, by the way, Sniper, I, a Sniper cannot do that. There's so many things right. that, like, you cannot take apart a gun and, and then put it right back and have it shoot the same exact way. Tell Lee Harvey Oswald that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw wanted. I know what you can do back. with a gun. Okay. And you can spin bullets. Yeah. yeah. Push bullets and spin them. Oh, Whiplash. Wanted's another way, right? Oh, we're all going to fight on trains with handguns. Yeah. <laughs> and just do Star Wars right in the middle. Yeah. The the advent of Gunkata. Yeah. Uh, John Wick <laughs> made Glock sexy, which is just the weirdest thing. Think about, mm -hmm. think about making 
I mean, Han Solo kind of does this in Star Wars as well, but like the Millennium Falcon is basically like a 93 Corolla that he, he just made everybody like. Yeah. Well, he, you know? he made everyone it's, like him, like him. And so, yeah, <laughs> by extension, yeah. yeah. Keanu Reeves <laughs> made Glocks, which are basically the Toyota Corolla of, <laughs> of guns into something cool and sexy, which is weird as hell to me. So, yeah. I mean, the Wachowskis had a lot of big helping hand in that. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> But that's what I was, well, you know, you know, go ahead, Pat. Well, I was going to say the Matrix, like so, so much of that, cho- the choreographed fight beyond the guns is just taken from action movies out of Asia from the 90s, just wholesale lifted. Because I think the, uh, co- the action coordinator on the movie had that background. Like there's, there's like direct one-to-one fight scenes where you can watch like a Jet Li movie and it's the same fight scene. It's like. That that focus on on Eastern uh, on on Eastern disciplines as well too always kind of made me a little bit uneasy as well um, with the fight scenes that they use right like the I know kung fu fight scene right like where where Keanu Reeves' Neo is 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 testing out all of these different martial arts um, where yes they're cool and they're flashy but also a lot of this would not work in real life if you're fighting an actual computer program who knows literally every fight style. Like and and yeah. and it yeah and and so although it was uh, you know um, although it was flashy I think it was and and fun to watch right it was it was too it's too flashy for it for me to believe that it is accurate right so that's well, it mean, takes I a think, little it takes a little bit of the fun out to, of it for me to it their defense it was only a little bit of a defense Neo got around the program like knowing you know both of them knowing everything by superseding it with supernatural ability so mm-hmm. once they were evenly matched and hitting you know hand for hand and fist for you know foot for foot he then just decided to rewrite the code altogether on what a, the physical limitations of the movement should be so if, if i know that you know if i swing it a certain way at you based on this style you know where to expect my hand where do you where to expect my defense where to ex- expect to grapple from that from that position even if there are a million different combinations he just said fuck all the combinations i'm going to out strength you and out endurance you on what you're expecting so now the program is like okay well now the numbers are off when when you realize neo's a game genie it puts it all in perspective (laughs) that's that's all it is he's super god i'm never gonna watch (laughs) this film the same ever again (laughs) (laughs) just can't can't over (laughs) yeah i'm just like trinity's the the video game cartridge Plugs into Neo together. They are the, you know, they're, they are the dyad in the matrix to. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And so together the game and the game genie are able to bring about Zion. Well, death that's Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. That just completely. <laughs> uh, and Morphe- Morpheus I've... is the manual with all the codes in it. Oh my God. I think he just melted his brain folks. <laughs> have go, I have to you... go to commercial. <laughs> And just drop it in Game uh, Genie commercial. Somebody play the trailer there for Con go. Air. After serving the last of his sentence, Cameron Poe is taking the first plane home to his wife and daughter. Today's flight is a special one. We're populating Louisiana's Felton Penitentiary. These guys are the worst of the worst. I see a lot of celebrities among us. I see 11 primetime lives, three regions from Kathy Lee's, and a genuine 2020 interviewee. What you looking at, punk? Nothing, I was just... Am I on your cage? But one wrong flight 
Stewardess, what's the in-flight movie today? <laughs> Can ruin your whole day. Welcome to Con Air. <laughs> That's, like That's such a good act. That's a good action movie. I'm going to tell you one more time. Put the bunny back in the box. I'm going <laughs> to show you God does exist. Hey, where are you going? I'm going to show you God does exist. <laughs> and I am his son on earth. Oh, that was geez. the line they cut. Uh, you know if now if we're viewing con air as as a as a thinly veiled uh like bible parable i'm okay with this uh, it is did you see the hair yeah, yeah come on it is like, very he was prison jesus nope i will always take jedi jesus you mcgregor over uh <laughs> over prison jesus oh, over prison jesus one. yeah uh, i mean it, jesus unless we're day. gonna start talking about black jesus which I'm, I'm on board for but i don't think it's i don't know if we have the time for that at this point Black, black Jesus. Yeah, where are you Jesus. from? The, 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 uh, Reality. Hey, B, BLM. Why don't you go somewhere else with that? <laughs> oh no! Uh, uh, you you were you were not allowed to say that on my show. Yeah, you're not allowed to say that on my show. I'm not allowed to say it. What kind of show is this? <laughs> Wandered into Candace Owens or something. I hit um, it when Cream goes full Kanye. It's just bad. Oh yeah. <laughs> you're all slaves, not me. Oh no. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> Leaves of the mind. Oh, I mean, no. if, 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 I heard you. I heard Kanye did say that some of them wanted to be. Uh, you yeah. know, I'm not going to finish that sentence. I'm just gonna, Kanye needs yeah. help, and this is. I, I wonder yeah. if, like, ten years from now, this will be his Britney moment. Why did no? Because he'll he'll him? never turn the corner. He'll 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 just go on until eternity of just like I'm genius. No, it was no one. It wasn't ever... turning the corner for Britney. It was that everyone watched the train wreck as it happened. It was they put her in a conservatorship. They're never going to do that to Kanye. Probably because true. No, man. I'm saying, I'm saying exactly. exactly that's that. literally exactly what it is. No, I, I'm saying as the world reflects on, on the way that they handled this particular situation. Again, I'm not. I don't know what he's okay. Do okay, can I? Maybe I, maybe he passes away, but I'm wondering if the world has a reflection on like. This is going into like a weird, um, like knowledge I have about like just uh, like like celebrity pop culture in general. (laughs) I actually do have a weird amount of knowledge for conservatorships, but that's only because my day job. Um, okay, so so you're the one who pulled Britney back, huh? I still view this as a dude just getting free reign on getting to harass his ex wife whenever he wants, he definitely needs help, okay, and. The, the fact of the matter is, is you're a kajillionaire. You can pay for the best help in the world. Bro, maybe pay for some help, right? It is. Two but things can be true at the same time. But yeah. <clears throat> so it's the dude needs help and I wish him the absolute best. But also, if any two other people were doing this on social media, we would immediately have this guy arrested. 100%. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How rich are they? <laughs> that's that's the point. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, the richer they are, the more of a spectacle this becomes. Regardless, yes. if Kanye could be, you know, you could have. Uh, I'm trying to think of pseudo celebrities of that same stature, uh, and you would watch Johnny them. Depp and Amber Heard. There you go. People sat by and watched that as well because they were two rich people going after each other. Yeah, it's it's entertainment. But you're uh, you're 100 right. Like this this Agreed. is yeah. yeah. You're seeing the escalation too, which is really problematic. Like. 
that's tough. Yeah. If it gets as it gets worse, it's yeah. I did but, not I mean, think again, we're also just we're also just seeing this in under a microscope. I, I am sure there are millions of people going through divorces right now. Yeah. That you know, if you were to put them in front of a keyboard, you'd be like, Oh, how how is that coming out of you? Like this is visceral. Like, yeah, maybe you should not have a keyboard right now. I did not think our action films uh, talk was going to go to me defending Kim Kardashian. And that that just took a weird left turn. It's okay. It's not okay, though. It's not, you know, on Roblox. You know, Sam was on Roblox yesterday. And a f***ing thing popped up. And he started laughing. And I was like, Mommy, look. And it was a picture of my cry face. Come on, pe- come on, Ken. Segway, segway. What do you got for this one? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, as, speaking of Johnny Depp, Pirates of the Caribbean is a pretty good action film as well. Is but I do think film? it. It as I say, it does ride the line of action adventure. Also, so I think Jason. You, uh, Jason so Jason, on your show, I wouldn't want. I wanted to have you clarify what that falls under. <sighs> I use Pirates of the Caribbean as the template for the idea of a perfect film. I'm not saying what? it is a perfect film. I'm not saying it's a perfect film. But, I'm not saying the postman was a good movie. I'm not saying, <laughs> yeah, but I'm strongly hinting at it with the word. I will say all the things. I will say all the things just adjacent of it. As a, as a film, Pirates of the Caribbean is not perfect. As as a vehicle to make money through film, I dare you to find somebody who has never seen the first Pirates of the Caribbean. Who's a, who's alive to, at the time? To... I I just I I, I honestly I dare you guys to find somebody that was out of that particular quadrant range for like, like uh, I, I ask this to people all the time who has not seen Pirates of the Caribbean. And when, when I think that's going to be, I think that's one of the biggest shocks for me now, when hold on whenever second, I talk about though. movies you haven't seen. Why, but why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you add that? Why wouldn't you use that template or at least use that phrasing, everything you just said for Avatar? Cause I feel like more people have seen Avatar than they have Pirates of the Caribbean just by numbers alone I, I've, I've never seen avatar the blue cat movie okay yeah i i would i, so, would I mean argue. you're one for one though it's it's not yeah no like, i, I, I know but own. i'm just saying like out of the four of us i i think that, i think to, to that point i think that well i I'm, well also we we've to 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 reinforce jason's argument we've now had five pirates movies we've only had one avatar movie so there are more yeah. opportunities to get lo- broke the into qu- that the world. Qu- and- but I feel like it's diminishing returns, though. Like, you can ask them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Have they, but I'm just, have but I'm just saying the that- first Pirates movie? Just because you have more of them doesn't mean that people have seen more of them. I think the point I'm trying to make here is that, like, and let's take Avatar for this example as well, too. There are things in Avatar that will outright turn off specific moviegoers. It's sci-fi, right? It's, um, it's heavily reliant on CG right? There are people in our lives that when I say this, we can think of somebody who is not going to see it. I've already As seen Ferngully. To... <laughs> I've already seen Space Pocahontas. Yeah. <laughs> There's more sex though in Avatar, so. In Ferngully? Instead of Ferngully? They were fucking in Ferngully, Pat. Yeah, you know what? That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think the point I, I like to make in that is there is something for everybody in the Pirates film. Right, in action films in general, always going to be pointed towards men and boys. In, in- I mean, th- there's only there's only so much. That, I mean, like think about it too, though. As people of color, there's nothing in that first movie for us at all. Wait, what? I'm not a, as as people of color. There's there's nothing to relate to. In oh, that. yeah, that's. I'm fair. also not a pirate, yeah. so I'm like, that's fair. 
Yeah, there's there's, there's like one things. black pirate. You're fair. Oh, wait. And also, I think a servant in the port town, too, probably. Yeah, Maybe. that's 100 percent fair. Now, in subsequent movies, they do fix that. Not, mm, they not try like, to. The, not, the, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's not a it's not. It's, yeah, it's, it's, not it's, not it's a, a really bad fix. It's, it's a really bad bandaid. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> colors of Benetton fix. Right, it's, it's, like it's, it's just a band-aid. It's just one of each. Yeah, at that point, yeah. <laughs> but even the band more problem. When Fox <laughs> News goes off about the woke liberal elite media, they like, yeah, look what they did to pirates. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, you're not wrong, Pat, because this actually just—I mean, up until what 2018, they still had the wench scene in the ride. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They just yeah they and just recently changed that. I know so many people all of which who are white, who are so mad about, oh, well, the lady in red's a pirate now. And I'm like, uh, you know, like you can't, you can't even let, you can't even let a, like, like a, an animatronic woman get a promotion. Damn you guys. <laughs> yeah. Cause no, hold on, like hold on. When women once the animatronic ones get one, then the real ones are going to want one. <laughs> they should be sold for sex with people with scurvy <laughs> intro a mile jason intro a mile okay um uh the views of these guests don't actually uh, uh they don't they, represent they, they tangential giants as a whole uh this is a show that is for family and uh and yeah i'm oh, you know, yeah, the I'm nuclear very, family well, you want to talk about the fast series man we can just start that right now we can thank you for getting family. my segue thank you for getting there my segue. it is there it is the fast and you've been demoted I I just need the fast films to get into space. They're they're inching their way there. They are literally they are in the next movie. They did in the next film they're in space. Okay, oh, yeah, they were, no, they, they Bezos did. Is that what okay. they Bezos Bezos did? The next yeah. fast film after the one that's going to be coming out. The next fast film after that, full alien invasion, hundred percent full alien invasion. We have to do it. There is no other way that we can that we can top ourselves at this point. What? Where are you? Vin so Diesel here the is the room? idea. Here is the idea. I'm going to pitch this right now. Are you going to combine Transformers it, and Fast no, and Furious? No, no, no. I'm going there. Independence. Okay. Oh my god. Had a bad hit. Had had a bad go of it. But if you could pivot that over to have the alien invasion from Independence Day happen with the Fast crew in the mix. I'm going to pay good money to see that probably multiple times. I'll do it. I'll do another one for you. Everybody hates Chris Pratt. Now I want dinosaurs in the next fast film. Dinosaurs in space. 100%. No, no, don't even worry about space. We'll get to space later. <laughs> okay. Dinosaurs. When, I, think, I, I say, think they try to, I think we can the get the director from Bumblebee to cross the transformers from space into this movie, giving each one of them family members, their own vehicle representation of them. I think that would also be awesome. Oh, Wait, God. JP, are you as are as you the guest having... of this pod? I think that my say is going to be the uh, between space and uh, Transformers and Velociraptors. I, I I'm loving the Bumblebee take, Kareem. I gotta say, I love I I want the Transformers there now. I mean, hold get, on. I mean, that's that's the best. That's the best. They're movie. all Autobots. You just got cars. peanut butter in my chocolate, guys. Like they're vehicles. My peanut butter. I don't it's know. fair. <laughs> But if we're looking for the unexplored territory, why don't they go underwater? What's going on down there? Only the fast. Hey, James Cameron owns the water, us. damn it. You Wait, know that. Why, 
why is the snork? <laughs> why are you bringing the snorks into this? What is? How is this world going to cross over? Because I want Vin Diesel to hook up with a snork. It's a dream of mine. It's a fetish. I'm into it. Just leave it be. No, it wouldn't be. Vin, it wouldn't be Vin Diesel. It would be. It would be Tyrese. You're 100. <laughs> There's no yeah. way it's not. Tyrese. It would be Tyrese. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Of course. Can you believe what these snorkels can do? <laughs> Man, this just went from Mission Impossible to Mission. I'm horny. <laughs> <laughs> Would you oh, okay? So, the, are we are we clarifying that the fast movies are action movies, though? I mean, they're yes. they're nothing. One, but, I mean, I don't. Well, why? What, I'm just saying, why wouldn't they be considered an adventure movie? Because there's, there's, the there's no story. It's just blow shit up. Yeah, right? it's just like, explode. And well, no, there are have stories just, there. I would say action action focuses on visuals. Adventure focuses on story. Yes, there is a story, but the visuals and the visuals and the one liners are what we remember most from Hold fast. On. Kareem, explain to me the plot of Fast Six. Fast Six is not the Brazil one, is it? That's five. I'm sorry, he didn't say. Explain to me the plot of Fast Six. I'll give you that. Well, I gotta, I gotta remember which one it is, though. Not the Brazil one. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) What's the plot of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom? We can go through that right now. Well, they start. No, no. Obi Wan Kenobi. Explain it. Explain it. What is the plot of Indiana Jones Temple of Doom? Indiana is selling an artifact uh, through a series of shenanigans and events. He ends up in, I can't remember what country it is. I think it's India, but it's like, it's like India or India esque. Yeah. Yeah, India esque. And then he has to basically overthrow an evil cult like thing that is capturing people and uh, sacrificing them. That's a very high level. And I'm also to go any deeper into it. Steven Spielberg's wife had to be in it for some reason. Kate Capshaw. She's a, and we got okay. short round. And we got short round. All right. We did, we did get short Just, round from it. Like I, yeah. I, I, I'll take the good Kareem. with the bad, but that's I still love. I I got data out of that, so I'm on board. Like Kareem, once again, give me the plot to Fast Six. Uh, that's that's the one where Letty returns, right? And they have the mercenaries after them. Is it? That's I don't know. Good. You tell me. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good, guys. Anything yeah, else, or just Letty returns? Is that all we're getting? <laughs> I said they have, they, they have they have the mercenaries after them. They have like a another a team that's similar to them. That, that's the only oh, wait, wait. Them down. So that's the only one that has another team of mercenaries that's similar to them. There's no other duality um, m- moments within the movies. Like in the first one, there's not like two different teams of thieves, or there's there's nothing like mean? that in the first in the first Fast movie. There's no like a second team of thieves that are r- driving Hondas. All or, of, and, then and, a, no. and 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 all a, of the crotch rockets and they were trying to steal was it cassette players or dvd dvd players, players. dvd the players guys, the crotch rocket guys didn't steal anything what are you guys and talking about? it was oh yeah because no, they well they, because they make fun of the crotch, they make fun of the crotch they, rocket they guys. frame them they frame yeah. them they make and they make they also make fun of them while you see the dvd the stolen dvds for the first time yeah because they but, were framed and I just wanted to. I just wanted. But there to are two sets. There are. There is no duality in that movie. That was. That was also uh, uh, filmed at the Asian Garden Mall. In wait, 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 <laughs> wait, wait, wait. In Fast Two, aren't there also two sets of drivers as that both? You know, Ken. For someone that had seen a lot of the Fast movies, sure seen a lot of the Fast movies. <laughs> well, if you notice, I'm only going like the first like... two or three. Well, so he's, he's also uh... getting them wrong though. <laughs> Am I? Like, yes. there, aren't there like the Cuban guys that right have to ride with them to keep them safe? And they end up like ejecting them. They both eject them. So there's there's two sets of thieves in this in that movie as well. No, they're not. No, they're one group of no. thieves. No, they're really? just bodyguards watching them. So, but so they're not thieves at all. They don't do any thieving in that in that movie. No, 
Those okay. They're they are they are, they are wanna, teams. Jason, as the mate, as the as the as the owner of this podcast, you want to clarify for me? Can I get You're a talking re- to the man who watches the Fast series constantly? I'm talking to Han right now. Okay, excuse me. I'm talking to the man. He doesn't show up till five. He betted in an Israeli. He shows up, in, he shows up in Tokyo Fair Drift. Enough. Yeah, he shows up. But in three Tokyo three Drift. happens after five. Okay. Fair point. We are going to move on from this topic because this is my show. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. But before we Go do, Ken, Ken, kiss my shoes. Ted, kiss my shoes. Just want to say it. Just want to work the Johnny <laughs> Tran line in. That's all. That was for Kareem. That was beautiful. That's been fast. The fast first one. one. First one. Oh God. Good. I I got nothing. I got. I literally got nothing. I have nothing. Nothing right now. All right. So bringing it back to a comment we had earlier, Surf Ninjas truly stands out as one of the best um, young adult action films. What you know, it could fall in the line of action adventure. So I do understand that. Surf Ninjas beats Three Ninjas. Agreed. Surf Ninjas beats. Mm. I I can I I can co-sign that. I like Three Ninjas. I like it a lot. Oh, I like it. I I'll, I'll, I dare say I love it as well, man. Doesn't sound um, like you it. So you want some more of it? But Surf Ninjas. Well, I mean, High Noon at Mega Mountain it had Hulk Hogan in it. And I appreciate that's, I appreciate how hard he not, tried in that film. Suburban Commando had Hulk Hogan in it too. Or if we're going to go down that road, you want to have this party. Hey, so did Gremlins too, depending on the cut you saw, because there was a different alternate scene for video. So... What? Yeah. So in the <laughs> in Gremlins <laughs> two, there's a moment Explain where yourself. there's an intermission where essentially it 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 is cut to be that the Gremlins have destroyed the theater, and in the middle of it, Hulk Hogan has to stand up and say, "Hey, you Gremlins, you better get this movie back and going." But that was for the theatrical release. When it went to video, they shot a separate version where instead of it interrupting in a theater, it's interrupting the video cassette, and. I'm trying to remember what what that insert was, but yeah, there's 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 an alternate take they did when they released it to video. Gremlins, could you Gremlins in this theater now? Okay, you guys, listen up. People pay good money to see this movie. When they go out to a theater, they want cold sodas, hot popcorn, and no monsters in the projection booth. Do I have to come up there myself? Do you think the Grimsters can stand up to the Hulkster? Well, if I were you, I'd run the rest of Gremlins too, right now. Sorry, folks. It won't happen again. It's where they cut in, they splice in Hulk Hogan's sex tape, I think, right? This is like a Mandela, (laughs) this is like a Mandela effect sort for me because I like vaguely remember that scene, but also I feel like you're lying to me. I remember the Hogan You've just been accepted. Tell me it didn't happen. Is this an inception? Which, which, I know we're not talking about it right now, Green. That inception is, is one of the best heist films ever. Really? Yes. I don't, mm, it's a pretty good heist film. It's one of the best heist films ever for 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 teaching a person what a heist film is while also thinking outside of the box. Uh, sure. Has, I, I mean, I don't I don't have a very good argument against it. I suppose I just okay. don't feel like yeah, it is. Yeah, but, yeah. I, again, I can't. I, That's I, not I can't. feelings, well, Kareem. This is my show. Enough. Fair I enough. think I think the problem calling it a heist film is that they're leaving something, not taking something. But that's oh, that's the beauty. Reverse heist. 
That's the beauty of it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, I, I just don't feel like they, they're, they, they added the elements that you would need to a heist. And as far I, as like the explanation and stuff for it, they just kept saying, we're going to go to a deeper level to keep, to avoid yeah. whatever the first level was. It wasn't I, like, this is the plan to do something. And we're going to walk you through each step. It was like, oh no, we're just going to keep going deeper. Yeah. And, we can't, and, and we can't also, figure our way out of it. We're going to go deeper. And I didn't want to bring in such up today because I do believe that that is a heist film instead of an action film. Yes, there's action in it, but I believe it's more of a heist film than it is an action film. Okay. Well, we could discuss, we'll, we'll pull apart heist films and stuff okay. later, but I am looking to, to Ken's point at the surf ninjas cover and the three ninjas cover. And I get the representation that surf ninjas bring, but I feel like they're both the same movie. They're both, oh. ni- they're both home alone ninjas. No, oh, not at all. Not at all. How no. You, uh, Jason, throw them off your pod. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah. We're ending it here. We're ending. We have to end it here. Fair we enough. Have to, we have to. I'll actually, I'll boot him from the room. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but I chose I violence did, this morning. I just had a gigantic problem. I, and I know, you know, like we should never rely on looks in order to understand ethnicity and things like that too. But like what really bothered me in three ninjas uh, in the first one, especially was that they have a, they have a Japanese grandfather. So then mm-hmm. their mom is half Japanese. So they're all a quarter Japanese. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know. I think it just always bothered me that I'm like, man, like these white bread kids are the ones I have to connect with at this point. Yeah. Like, what if, what if it was like, and I'm, uh, God, this is such a rude freaking comparison, right? But like, what if it was like Shaft and then Shaft's son and then Shaft's son had three kids and all of them are just white bread? Yeah, it would be disconnect. I get it. The Shaftlets. is this another terms nobody wants is this a is this another traditional intercourse talk that we're about to have yes i mean explain to kid how this works (laughs) no i like i said uh looking at and trying to remember now like again i haven't seen these movies in decades but those that's the equivalent i made of those two movies is that it was kids outsmarting adults with a little bit of martial arts thrown in and i wasn't a fan of, of that type of of that type of movie to begin with and if i had to pick it was only because i felt like three ninjas was the one that was on uh was a kcop more often oh, like i just okay. saw that one more often than surf ninjas and but it, surf ninjas i'm sorry uh three 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 ninjas did not have a game gear that told the future it didn't have Ernie Reyes Jr. Ernie Reyes is the only one who's really doing martial arts. Like his little brother is not doing martial arts. He is a, a fortune teller and soothsayer, and he has the ability to see the future. So that's that's his powers. Rob Schneider has the ability to constantly crack jokes and possibly wish things into existence. He he manifested manifesting. Okay, folks, like this is <laughs> this is the original one here. Like go back to this, I believe, quarter Filipino man. Right? Is he? Is he? Wait, he's so either he, half or a quarter. I can't okay. remember. I think he's half. Okay. And so he, everyone's talking about manifesting nowadays. He started that. Watch that movie. He started that entire that entire concept. I would also argue that uh, the so of the three ninjas, there's only one ninja. And Tone Loke. How have we not talked so, about Tone Loke? <laughs> so, so of the three ninjas, there's only one ninja. Uh, technically, no, out no, of no, the not, three, not of the ninjas, three ninjas, of the surf ninjas, of the surf there's ninjas. only one. There's only one ninja. So there's it should be ninja. surf ninja. 
no, ninja. because he also he works with other ninjas who do surf as well. Oh yeah, but he is he is the he is the leader of them, of the surf ninjas, Alpha Surf Ninja, and they also started gotcha. Moto Surfing, which was very close to van surfing from from Teen Wolf. But that's another that's a discussion for another time. Okay. In, in my head, I went like it was bumper boats on surfboards. So no, it's like, like Moto Surf, and they just yeah 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 they stood on top of the Jeep yeah. Jeep, yeah. Okay. Um, I would also argue that movie. I mean, if they're that easily influenced, maybe that Darwinism is a thing. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Now my tank is out. I have no other action. (laughs) No, I'm sure. I'm sure I have a ton more action movies. We didn't even touch into like a lot of the Eastern genre that I love. And we didn't even touch on like just the genius of Jackie Chan. And what I had to talk about those as. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm talking about as. Good. Sorry. Dead air. Um, I was so we that... talk about those different. <laughs> <laughs> I hate. I hate. This nobody's allowed to be sucks. rude. I wish there was somebody who was taking charge in here. Yeah, nobody's allowed to be rude to Kareem. He's our guest on the show. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I think it was to our point of the uh, uh, Jackie Chan put sort of a spin on that uh, ultra hero, ultra human hero in that movie uh because he he was he was sort of the uh bruce willis of that movie where he just kept getting beaten up and kept he was the the only action person in that movie taking on the entire town or entire gang i guess so mm-hmm. to speak and so that was their his version of of a diehard i was i would suspect jackie chan works right any like the things that jackie chan does works because he is always put at a disadvantage Right. And and we there is that there the filmmakers instill that sense of danger for you. You you have no idea how this guy is going to make it out of here. And intuitively, you know that this guy is going to make it out. But it's how he makes it out that makes it engaging. And that's why, like, one of the one of the truest action stars, I mean, like his uh, um, his views his political views, not with like, you know, just completely divorced and separate of this. No, Gibson, catch you. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is one, like true quintessential action star because yeah. we are made to care, right? There are a lot of Schwarzenegger films, which I'm not going to take anything away from, from Schwarzenegger, but there are a lot of films where we just, we're just not worried for him. We are constantly worried for Jackie Chan and Jackie Chan films. That's the point yep. of the Schwarzenegger film. Like that's the point of his <clears throat> characters in those movies. I'm not, and I'm not disagreeing. I 100% agree. But for Schwarzenegger, the point is you don't have, you're not worried because he is what does Ken say? The Uberman. Just like nothing can stop him. He is undefeatable. So it's a, it's a different style in a lot of ways. Yeah, and I think too well, like I, that with. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, you're good, you're good. Some of the transition as we go on through the time is it is that idea that we do have the underdog and we start to get there, but then we also do start to transition into not only do we want to see a hero who struggles a bit more, we're more self-aware. We're more aware that we're watching these action films. So like stuff like, like Tango and Cash is at times a little tongue-in-cheek. Like they know, like, yeah, this is an action film, but we're just going to throw some comedy in here because we, we know what you're here for. We're going to give it to you, but we're also going to, have fun because we're just getting paid to be billionaires. Why not? And 
that that also I think you have some of that self-awareness within Rush Hour with Jackie Chan as well, where you do have. It's it doesn't take itself as seriously as not not like not that it's not a serious it's it's a lot more fun and you do with Jackie you have a lot more of a good time and you know Chris Tucker as well like there is that I don't know I, I think I'm trying to think of a bit, uh, additional terms to bring to the table but I'm like I'm just trying to feel how they it's it's just a different feel for those action films that where you're like oh, okay this is just we're fine with this and it, it transitions into stuff like Hot Fuzz where you're just like okay like all the cards on the table this is just ridiculous action but it is so much fun and you're just like you know do you ever shoot your gun in the, the, in the air going ah no i've not shot my gun in the air going ah like that's <laughs> that slow progression is so i don't know we get there and it's awesome. i love that movie but my uh which transitions me into our, our topic of the last action hero and I, this is the discussion about the rock um, no that, that's arnold schwarzenegger it's he's got a little kid he's a, you know they he gets a golden ticket and they're able to jump into the movie and the yes. bad guy has an eye, a glass eye that has a target that on it. Changes out, yeah, yeah. But I, I, was, I thought I, I thought The Rock was with there on San Quentin. Yeah, see, that's but what I was saying. Like, yeah, it's mixing two stuff things up. can be true at the same time. Uh, oh, no, uh, just the idea of like the big name bringing in being the um, uh, impetus for the the action movie itself versus the action movie. And with that being said, since you know it's the big name, you know they they're not going to die. So is the rock like the one of the last type of Schwarzenegger Stallone kind of guys where like you can put the rock, you can say his name, Dwayne Johnson, and put it in whatever movie and people will go see it versus like, oh, I want to see this movie that happens to have this actor in it. And when it, when you start to put it that way, the stakes for the actor become higher because you're like, oh, I, I'm more interested in the story and what could happen to him versus like, oh, I know that this person is in the movie and that they're going to make it all the way through. Or good or ill, Tom Cruise still exists. Okay, yeah, I think yeah, you're right. I was gonna say there is, there is a conversation there because of movies that like, and I had a subcategory for this, like movies like Last Samurai and Patriot, where you're like, I don't Ugh. know that we still want to watch these, but there's still points where you're like, well, but Ken Watanabe is pretty damn good at this still. Like, damn it, okay. And I mean, there's but he was he was in the selling films. point though. No, I I know, but that, that's, <laughs> there's I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a problematic film to to yeah. enjoy. And it's like gotcha. where you're you're letting go of like these the Tom Cruise and Mel Gibson of it with Patriot, where it's like I I don't I don't want to like this movie anymore, and I want to I don't want to watch Payback and the Great enjoy Wall. that. Oh I, yeah, the Great Wall. It's, I, see, I never. Yeah, shit. It Payback so is so good. I you know, and it's because it's and because it's it's based on a Richard Starkin novel, and it's mm-hmm. based on classic pulp stuff. I'd recommend yeah. checking out the comics. Parker um, from Dark Horse, well worth it. They do a great adaptation, and they continue on because it's not just the, it's not just the first movie. It's like, it's a novel series. Like there's multiple, there's okay. several. Yeah, it goes on. You, you and he's not because he's actually his name in the series is Parker, not Porter. Okay, so, check it out. But to my point though, do aside from Tom Cruise and perhaps Dwayne Johnson, are there any other real actors like that where you're like? I'm going to see because of this actor. This, Nicholas this Cage. Of- oh, I'm an angry cat. Oh, oh. I, I actually feel. What do you see? We cut the chit chat a hole. I feel like at this point, I go to see the stories that happen to have Nicholas Cage in them. But yeah, but you're still going to see them. So he, that's no, your point uh, of it. But I'm interested. In, but I'm interested. The driving force isn't Nicholas Cage. It's the story. Nicholas Cage happens to be in it. Uh, 
And even then, I don't see, I don't watch all Nicolas Cage movies. There's, there, he's made at least a VOD movies that I've oh, yeah. seen. So it seems Diesel, but I would you he's have only, heard? Of the, but it's a franchise, though. It's a, like you go to see the Fast. Sorry, movies, I Ken Ken had a. Sorry, oh, I was just, I was saying like the movies that you if they you say like oh I wouldn't have seen I would have seen them even if they didn't have Nicolas Cage but you wouldn't have heard of them if they didn't like there's the great college humor bit about like oh yeah he's making uh, you know Schindler's Fist where Schindler is a martial artist and it's like oh I wouldn't have gone to see that but okay yeah Nicolas Cage is in it so you would have seen it who can communicate with dolphins and uses this power to hunt them yes it's a silent movie yes there's a scene in it where you have real actual sex with a puppy. Yes, yes, yes. And it's not going to be shot on film. It's going to be shot on fruit by the foot. Yes, 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 yes. Nicholas, I'm making this one up. I'm making it up. You. Oh, and Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. He actually might be more of an action star than The Rock at this point. What was the film that he did with Winona Ryder? Oh, Oh, my gosh. Haven't they done a couple movies together? They have, but like it was just the most it? recent one. Because I did see that film specifically because Keanu Reeves was in it. And now I met. <laughs> and so, yes, I did just prove wedding. your point. A Destination Wedding, yes. I 100% saw that film because Keanu Reeves is in it. And we also saw Keanu, where the Keanu is a cat. And uh, he's in that movie too. And mm-hmm. we, we saw the movie for him. Cool. So, And again, I'm not saying that there oh, are I actors who do movies. that. Like, they're, that's not, that was that was less of my point that there are actors who exist like that. Cause Jennifer Lopez can make a romantic comedy and, and you just pair up with any, any no name and people will go see it. Wow. I am the people you are talking about right now. This yeah. episode is brought to you by Paramount plus where you can see marry me. This is not just another streaming service. This is unique stories, iconic stars, and a mountain of entertainment. Trust me. This is Hollywood kisses, passionate kisses, and deadly kisses. <laughs> this is A-Games, A-League, A-Listers, and... A-A-Ron! It's pronounced Aaron. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez, you're so beautiful. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, that was really good. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that was, so good. was really good. What are you doing? You work for the I'm a, TVA? I'm a, I'm a man of twelve voices, folks. <laughs> twelve. Yeah, twelve. Uh, but no, but, but I was applying this to action though. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of someone who who should be like like a Chris Pat when he made the uh, what was that Tomorrow? Okay, or whatever. So I just saw Tomorrow War. Tomorrow, <laughs> we were talking we about this in our group chat. <laughs> Uh, okay the tomorrow war first and foremost was bright levels of this should have been better right because i was going to bring up bright during this bright should have been incredible and instead like what did they what happened like and that's what i think about the tomorrow war the tomorrow war was like okay and can i spoil some stuff have you guys seen the tomorrow war you're good. I've seen it. Okay. So basically it's Chris Pratt used to be, um, used to be in the military, um, is trying to become a, a science teacher now and work in science or whatever. And then uh, all these people come from the future and they're like, Hey, in like, in like 20, 30 years, like our world is going to be overrun. So they put a draft in the past and he gets drafted, but he gets drafted because uh, somebody needs his help in the future. And it's his daughter. Shyamalan twist. 
Yeah, which is a really <clears throat> cool twist, but the way that they did the twist was freaking terrible because they spelled their name uniquely. They spelled their last name uniquely, and that's how he found out. And just, it's very dumb. It's just, it's dumb as hell, okay? Had his daughter been born? Yes, his daughter was a little girl okay. in, the, yeah. in the past. His daughter was a little it's, girl. It's a, it's a time travel thing where but yeah, also, it's a time thing. It let's also, let's also qualify. It's because of his knowledge as a scientist. And it's the fact, I mean, this since we already said spoilers, it's because he was going to die by, the, by that point in the future. So they're like, oh, if we bring them forward, they don't, like, it's not affecting the timeline. Because they will die at some point, so we're not pulling them out of a. The, they got blown up in the initial invasion, so it's yeah, fine. Exactly, yeah. that, that's the kind of stuff. Yeah. So then he goes back into the future, or he goes back into the past, and then they like stop the alien invasion to happen even in the first place. But he has to enlist the help of his dad, who's he's estranged with, and he has military uh, background and training and all that stuff and everything. J.K. Too. Simmons, I think this is J.K. Simmons got, like when he got yoked for. super yoked for it, yeah. right? And he got yoked for this film, right? And it could have been this beautiful multi-generational action film where everybody is just learning how to love each other in different parts of their life. And instead we got this piece of turd. (laughs) Yeah, it was, I agree with you. I think it was an imbalance on world building and character building. They didn't do enough of either one. Like they could have been so good. Yeah. They either should have had someone who could have done both well or heavily weighted one over the other and they tried to split the baby and you you got nothing from either you're like you know don't really know what these aliens want you don't know how they even got here like how this comes about and you don't really get the character building because he keeps jumping back and forth between time like you're supposed to you know fit fit you know fill for his wife but you you've never really seen her you see for the first two two or three minutes of the movie then they spend time on him you know getting fired and trying to like go through time and pair up with these people that he's jumping through time with so when she sees him, you know, and he's like, I'm not coming back. You're supposed to be like, oh, that's supposed to be a devastating moment for any like soldier who's saying, like, I'm not going to be coming home. You're supposed to have that feeling, but you don't because you're like, well, I've never seen them really together. And they try and give you that same feeling for his daughter through flashbacks, which are interspersed between action sequences of the aliens. So you're like, I saw this really cool thing that the alien did. And now we're supposed to feel for him and his daughter, even though we're only getting 30 seconds of them together. And you're like, oh, I'm not really feeling it either there. Yeah. See. If they had flashback to Nick Cage giving his daughter giving his daughter the bunny from Con Air, he'd be like, "Oh, okay, now I see. Now it's a relationship I'm invested in." Exactly. Yep. There you go. <laughs> but I mean, we're joking about it, right? We're joking about it. But we were emotionally invested in the bunny and what it yeah. represented, right? Yeah. And I know it's a ridiculous action flick, but we are still, as as an audience, invested, right? Like it's, there's a connected what they did was ridiculous, but it was effective. Yeah. 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 While, while we should have been like his daughter, where she kind of gives him this weird look because he gives a dirty bunny. We as the audience who went through the entire trip and, you know, the reason why he had the bunny and what it meant to him, and how he tried to keep it safe to give to her this entire time. Phil for it. So but to my point, though, Chris Pratt was supposed to be the name that you were like, oh, I'm going to go see this movie because of that. And I, I'm just I feel like we're getting less and less of those because. Again, action movies have evolved to incorporate ensembles, give these side characters, these people that were stashed away as tech support and things like supporting characters to these big action guys are getting bigger, bigger roles. So you're to that point, you know, the, the person who should be the, the, the top billing could be in danger of, you know, not making it through um, the movie or anything can happen. Like, I feel like we're just not devaluing the hero, so to speak, but we're not 
overinflating like we did in the 80s and so, towards some of the 90s. But, okay, I don't mean but it, like, oh. oh, go for it. Sorry again. I, I don't mean to interrupt the guest cream. Um, the <laughs> I think I, you said that the, the movie itself, the, the action films have evolved. I'm not sure that they have. I feel like they are the audience has evolved. We are seeking different. I'm sorry to step on your toes, boss. Um, <laughs> we are seeking more, but more engaging characters. And I think that's where it is because we have stuff like I'm looking at like modern action films. So it's like London has fallen, which is just die hard in London or, you know, uh, Olympus has fallen. It's just die hard in the white house. We had two of those, one with Channing Tatum. We didn't like, those don't have the same impact that like, they because they didn't write the characters well enough for for John McClane to stick with us to the point where we care about him in Moscow, which we don't because he just we don't care because he doesn't care. And that's kind of that. That's when it falls on the actor's shoulders. But stuff that like John Wick, we the dog died in the first movie and we are still fucking with John Wick every bit of the way. Like, let's kill some sons of bitches. And that's where we are, because they gave us that enough of a love story that we, we are between his his late wife. And how much he cares for this dog, and it's all there, and we we're on board. Whereas I haven't watched the Kingsman, so don't, this is not on them, but that's just me and on my the way I value my time and where I put it. But I haven't. Do people have the same like? Oh, I've no. got to see that or San Andreas, where I love The Rock, but I'm not caring about San Andreas as much as I care about uh, Rampage. Or not, I'm trying to think of another action film where it's like. They skyscraper are. they're all the same for it's yeah. the rock is just the rock's just a better version of jason statum right now Ooh. we'll see and also like, by the way uh yeah i mean i definitely I, there are some good rock moments but i think you're right um there's also mm, that i would we, i what, disagree but go ahead oh I, I i enjoyed him in uh in the one with ernie rays jr the rundown rundown yeah the rundown's great um, um and i enjoyed him in some other stuff too like walk tall but and, and I did like especially in the rundown, I think there's that great moment where he walks by and Arnold Schwarzenegger like gives him the handoff. Like he's a hey, this is yours now. Go do what you will. Um, but they have to hit like I there. We are expecting more as viewers. So just explosions from Michael Bay aren't filling us up like they the way they used to. That's why, you know, everyone wants to bemoan the Marvel movies, but I'm getting more out. of I'm getting action. That's my I'm, next topic, actually. Well, I mean, we've got another 15 minutes to go, I yeah, think. Yeah, we'll I, end it with that was the one I wanted to end with. We we may have to do a part two to this at some point because there's a yeah. lot yeah. we didn't even get to like the um Romeo must dies of the world, oh. just <laughs> the Anthony Anderson they, they years. <laughs> These nuts in your mouth. Nuts in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, and so I think that we we built a better palette. So we want more out of did, our action films. Did we build a better one or a different one? Because I feel like leaning into the Marvel things. I, I, my, my question was, did the Marvel movies ruin our expectations for one-off movie, one-off franchise, not franchises, but one-off action movies that could have just been good movies that were just in and of themselves? I don't. I think, think I'm based, as the kids say. So I, I, I think that I'm, I'm the person who can't speak un, un, with you know, objectively about the Marvel movies. So. I'll step out for that conversation. I I would say I don't think it ruined our desire for them as much as it ruined the film industry's desire to make them in a cinematic format. Now, you can maybe get like limited TV series or maybe a couple direct Netflix movies, but Jack Reacher. That's that's a big exactly that's a bigger conversation about the way Hollywood 
Oh, Hollywood, Jason, shut his ass down. Yeah, Jason. I, no, yeah, we kicked him. Hollywood, out. We had to yeah, kick him. Hollywood, out. Hollywood has spoken. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. Hollywood <laughs> didn't like what he, Yeah, they didn't like what he had to say. We get sponsored by a lot of different film companies, so he big, was big action crazy. over here. He's crazy. <laughs> well, again, to to I guess to acknowledge his point and kind of go further into this, I feel like. On, on the opposite i feel like marvel movies actually comic book movies adaptations i wouldn't just say marvel in general dc does it and there are a bunch of other adap- well. adaptations that are doing well but we don't get the fun stuff like uh 48 hours or barely hills cop anymore we get uh you know stuff that has to have these you know f- uh, franchises attached to it in order to sell it as an action movie longevity Right, like everybody is looking for longevity now instead of instead or, of like, uh, or like writers are looking for stories, or writers are looking for prefabbed stories mm-hmm. to inject new action into versus like like I said, I don't think uh, Beverly Hills Cop was. I think I feel like that's an original buddy cop type of idea versus like uh, adapting Atomic Blonde. The hardest thing in the world is to come up with an original idea, and if you just have a whole bunch of them just laid out there waiting for you. You're, it's easier to gravitate and it's got a built-in audience, throw it up there. Mm-hmm. I okay. mean, yeah. not to... I don't disagree with that. Let's also let's also qualify that with like several of the the diehard films were not diehard films in script. They were just like, oh, hey, here's an action film. But what if the main character was John McClane? <laughs> okay, let's get Bruce on the phone. Let's... I'm. This is literally what a couple of them have been. Yeah. And no, they just... they like So there, there wasn't that eye towards like they've always been original and there's they're just like oh well can we retrofit fit this to be this and it's so my yeah. my my favorite examples of that are die hard and the hellraiser series are the two examples where they'll just grab another movie and like what if we shove john McClane or pinhead in it done new movie <clears throat> ready to go green light that bad boy right but, but i mean they they still stem from that first concept of like we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play around and explore with this I feel like studios are becoming, or, you know, yeah, studios are becoming less hesitant to do that because of the success of adaptation, so to speak. I, and they are now kind of forming the way we see our action films. Like, uh, I think of other, other than like John Wick in the last, like, I don't know, 10 years or so, what other movie have we gotten that's been like, that's just a movie that, that it, it came out of nowhere. Right. It was its own thing. It's and I mean John Wick didn't it. even get to be that. But Sorry, isn't John Wick? Well, it didn't, just... I mean, it, yeah, it became, they became a franchise, but out of nowhere, someone tried an idea like we're gonna put Keanu Reeves in this role in this movie, which is not very deep as far as the movie's concerned. Like, yeah, his dog is dead. I mean, it's from his dead wife, but like, you know, beyond that, you don't have much else in there. You don't have much beyond that. And they're just gonna try it. And it and it became a success. I feel like we don't get that very often, very much more now. But I mean, isn't John Wick just a death wish? Like kind of wash, rinse, repeat. And well, death not, wish not is always Bruce... about. Go ahead. Yeah, but I mean, Isn't I death just... wish always about women getting raped. I mean, I don't think that was. The... I don't think that's how they sold it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, it is about just kind of like a lone gu- a lone gunman going off. Like, no, I'm gonna. This is my own justice, and that's. I, I'm I'm not trying to dismiss be dismissive of John Wick. I'm just saying like the the core concept where they go for like, oh, right, here's this, and they 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 bring on a lot of good stuff and add to it, but it still seems like it could stem from a certain point of like, he's going to go out there and shoot all those dudes. Cool. Go, you do your thing. Okay. And that, that's where it's like, so 
I don't, I don't, I mean, obviously, like I said, I'm based for, for superhero stuff, but also I think that comic book movies, comics are just a medium. They're not the genre. And to, to say like, oh, they're ruining this, they're ruining that. Like, no, that's, it's whatever you, Hollywood could bring to other stuff to the table. If it's good, it'll fly. If it's not, it's Transformers Age of Extinction. So but, but the question- I'm, not, I'm not saying it's a ruining. I think it, it's helping shape. There's a difference. Okay, that's fair. And I think the question becomes, because we're, we're talking about things that are outside of storytelling. We're talking about marketability. We're talking about what money can I make outside of the film with licensing and things like that. And that's where it's becoming harder and harder to make those kind of one-off movies or make an adult movie. It's why so much of what would have been like a Harrison Ford vehicle in the nineties is now a limited series on HBO. It's like all of that has pivoted to prestige TV. Cause you can't sell the Tango and cash action figure. I mean, you can, I mean, yeah, you you can't say, I I would buy it. They sold the RoboCop. You know, I, I wonder if there's that cause they don't sell them as well as they do to Captain America or a Deadpool or something. They're selling bet picture action figures of the Batman right now, and no child should see it. So you know, yeah, but it's Batman. Like he's devoid of any story you add to him. He's the he's, he's an icon in and of himself. It's like selling Ken's the Ken's uh, done. Ken's done with. Oh, this. Is, I think Ken, I think Ken's done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we talked about Batman. He had to leave. But do, I mean, do, what do you think, Jason? Like you've been pretty quiet on this idea. I think first and foremost, um, I had to disagree with Ken on on his initial reaction about uh, movies evolving or movies not evolving like i don't think the audience has evolved i think b plots have evolved into a minus plots um so okay i'm trying to think uh demolition man uh sandra bullock and uh, and and uh sylvester stallone the b plot is romance right Mm-hmm. And they have a couple scenes, one of which is very awkward. But th- now, then we see John Wick, which we use the example for, which the love that he had for his wife was a driving force for the film as a whole, right? And and the idea of like the stage is a grief, right? Like he's this is one hundred percent his anger face, right? But there are. Um, uh, he he goes through the stages of grief in a, in a way that is recognizable through the film. Uh, so yeah, so I would say that um, a lot of the things that we had we kind of pushed to the side, right? Like the lady in Roadhouse. What, oh my gosh, I was like, it was Ke- <laughs> it's Kelly, it's Kelly something. Anyway, I was in love with her, right? Like as and and I saw this, I saw Roadhouse at a very young age when I shouldn't have. I think we all did. Yeah. <laughs> And so, um, but that 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 sort of B plot where she's really only important for like a few scenes. Kelly Lynch. Kelly Lynch, thank you. She's only important for and pivotal for like two to three scenes. We take that same character, and we make her. We make any of them important for the whole film. We make them integral to the plot itself. So that's why I think. That's why I have to disagree with Ken, and I think the films. Like the the way that we are telling films have evolved. It's fine. That it's your show, so I totally understand. Yeah, that, that's fair. And you know, I, I almost take you <laughs> off. Right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we I think we hit on that that topic quite often when we said that films have evolved from the lone guy to the support character to the ensemble, essentially. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, we're all so oh. tired. You can yeah, just I was say, I oh, I'm so. like <laughs> So I Jason think at the end again. of the day. Oh, I was I was saying we just all hit a wall at the same time. And yeah. I was like, oh God. I was also on mute like an idiot. So sorry about that. <laughs> I just think at the end of the day, what we can all agree on is that Nick Cage should be in more action movies where he plays a Christ figure and kills John Malkovich. That's what I've gotten out of this. Or John Travolta, any Johns. Or any Johns. We didn't even get to face off, man. When are we going to get to him killing? <laughs> when are we going to get to him killing John Hamm? Wait, when John Hamm John gets in another that. movie, goddamn. Yeah, oh, where yeah. John Hamm get a job? Yeah, he hasn't yeah, been around. Yeah, we should really talk about how Zack Snyder ruined his film career with that atrocious film. Snyder? With that atrocious film, Sucker Punch. There we go. It's Sucker Punch. He so, made movies so, after wait, that. He John Hamm is in. Uh, wait, who is John Hamm yeah, in Sucker Punch? He's the John Hamm has the line the of the movie. <laughs> oh no, he's no, he's the lobotomist at the bottom. Almost yes, like she yeah. wanted it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 He's Thank no you. that the the one you're thinking of is Oscar Isaac. He's the he's yeah, the he, Oscar he's, Isaac is right. And he had the and he had the mustache. Oscar Isaac made it too. out of it. Yeah. Actually, you know you know mustache. who's the biggest rapist in that film? Scott Snyder. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair. But I, I John Hamm has been in other movies since then, though. <laughs> Good night, Jeez. Everybody. Okay. All right. I think we did. I think we did all hit the wall. Yeah, my, so thank you for uh, joining us on my new podcast, uh, Tangential Giants. No problem. I can't wait till you edit and get it out. And <laughs> I want to see what it, what I look like on it. <laughs> There's just I'm like really a black thrilled. bar over his mouth. There's like. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>